clarifying that I said that Ridley Scott is for aliens. That's wrong. It was actually directed by James Cameron. I just like thought about that and I was like, well, that's my oopsie right there. But y'all know some really how Ridley Scott rolls. But anyways, enjoy the podcast. Hello, this is Keisha Lacey with the Random Horror Show. And is this just a bonus little, I wouldn't say it's a rant, but it's actually something that has been getting on my nerves. And of course, thank you for listening to the Random Horror Show, where we film commenting just being random and silly, just going off on tangents for horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult classics, and the obscure in movies, television, and books. Now, I have been watching the second season of Raised by Wolves. Um, Raised by Wolves uh, is on HBO Max. It's mostly like Cinemax. Um, It is produced by Ridley Scott, who is well known for Prometheus, Alien Covenant, Alien, Aliens, um, Alien Resurrection, you name it, it's Ridley Scott shit. Um... Raised by Wolves, uh, if anybody has not been familiar with it or is familiar with it, it's about two androids that leave planet Earth to raise two children. Well, actually not two children, but it's actually six of them. They were like um, embryos. And they land on the planet Kepler-22. There's a lot of danger. The planet is very hostile. Um, especially particularly the environment most of the children have um, passed away except for Campion Um, Campion is born of that planet and is the true um, you know native of Kepler 22 well the reason why they left planet earth because there is a freaking religious war against the atheists in the Mithraic the Mithraic belief in soul. Soul is like more, it's like a better God than God himself. Um, we um, learn in the first season that they completely have like literally just destroyed almost completely everything on earth. Um, even down to where there's no animals um, and maybe a few animals like rats or something like that. You know, Roach is going to survive that shit no matter what, so pretty much planet Earth is taken over by damn roaches, um, so they're in, like, in this fight between the atheists and the Mithraic, um, which one is the better religion, um, something that we see currently today, um, but there is an arc that it's built, um, they took the, uh, followers of soul, they're, like, have to be, like, the chosen ones, <coughs> they have to have, like, a pure heart and pure soul in order to be accepted um, on this arc that is going to be leaving planet destination. Well, when it came to um, close to Kepler-22, um, it was shot down by mother. Um, she was a, a necromancer back on the planet Earth where she uh, destroyed a lot of the atheists. Well, um, we have, like, two people that are a- atheists, but they killed two of the members of the Mithraic, um, really uh, constructing their faces to 
look like um, Sue and Marcus. They're really not Sue and Marcus, but they portray Sue and Marcus. And come to find out, they have a um, son named Paul. Now, um, the ship is, you know, completely destroyed. There was a few survivors of the um, Ark. And that the um, colonists that has came on Earth has landed on Kepler-22. Um, at the um, close to the end, we find out there was like a child molester on there that was raping uh, one of the children that the survivor children of um, the Mithraic. She was pregnant. Um, good, thank goodness, thank goodness the soul that he was, uh, he was destroyed. I don't know. This like little helmet blew up, but I was like, I found it to be really fucked up. Um, especially where you have somebody that is on a ship and literally just actually, you know, because they have been in orbit and they have been in hypersleep, which makes her still like around like 30 something, but she was still a 14, 15 year old child and it still makes it super bad as it is. Anyways, um, she is pregnant with this child. Now mother has gotten pregnant, um, by a like rogue system uh which impersonates campion um campion uh, is not only uh, the name of their child but also the um guy that reprogrammed mother to become more of like an atheist you know she kept her eyes her eyes are her uh, weapons they you know they weaponize her whenever she puts her eyes in so she does use her eyes to like you know, save the, um, you know, bunch of people, you know, Sue is like with her, she also gets pregnant, so this is like her growing as this, not only this programming, her reprogramming as to be a caregiver, but also she gets pregnant, um, little weird right there, uh, yeah, an android that gets pregnant, um, they have like this little diddy ass like little war the little skirmish and everything and so um father and mother they went down this hole um inside the planet where they go off to the to the core of the planet and come to find out they come out to the other side well that she also has her baby her baby turns out to be this long huge ass serpent um scary as hell um uh, i was just like damn i mean i would have thought like maybe like bb8 or some shit like that but no it has to be a serpent um the serpent is actually some of the uh artifacts and like kind of like dinosaur dinosaur bones that they found on kepler 22 on the other side of the planet where it's very arid um it's very desert like and it also gets very very cold and there's some very um, little to none vegetation they do the best they can to like make sure that they keep um, camping and few of the kids that did survive but they did not survive survive um, because they were completely poisoned um, they didn't know that the vegetation on there what they were eating was poisonous except for camping camping you know he survived all this I was like whoa that's like a straight G right there so, like, this is actually based on the loose book and the lost book of the Book of Enoch. Um, the book is not in the Bible. You probably can find it in the Torah. Um, you know, but there is um, a book that is not present in 
the King James Version of the Bible. And it is back in the Old Testament when they had Enoch. They just somehow, I don't know, deleted this or whatever. Um, usually, I'm not a big, big fan of the Bible, but I do have one. It does have some interesting stories and everything. Um, but, you know, we all know that the Bible is rehash remixed um edited and everything out um due to oral and mostly um you know written text that has been really lost or been replaced um through the king james version um according to king james that's like no we're going to have it differently whatever and so you they count on the second season um they are found by a refugee or the POWs of the um the Mithraic um society, the what's left of them. Um Marcus is definitely uh went off on his rockers and stuff because he was first an atheist and then whenever mother puts the eyes in um uh, Marcus, you know, somehow getting her power he is literally saying that he is seeing soul and things like that. So he becomes like a member of the Mithraic. He starts to believe in it. Now Sue is like does not believe in soul and things like that. She is with mother. She made sure that the children that were the survivors of the Ark are really um, well taken care of. Um, they thought they lost mother um, and father and everything. Come to find out they were um, found by them. Now, what pisses me off <coughs> is about, <coughs> I know, I'm still having cold issues. It what, what pisses me off is that this season two is, like, read, really beating a dead fucking horse about both of these two um, groups, these factions. They feel like they are definitely both doing something like right but they all still got the shit wrong i mean i'm just like earth is gone you're the only survivors on this planet that you're still um, trying to understand it is still hostile um just like how hostile um Kepler 22 on the other side which is more desert and airy now you have the tropic zone the water is acid you can't jump in and swim or take a drink out of it I mean because if you do you get burnt the fuck up you also do have um, these plants and everything that they are eating now they are edible for them to eat they're not as the ones that they had experienced on the other side of the planet. Now, the reason why you're wondering, like, how can one part of the planet would be like this and the other planet is that is because of the core, because it's like a dual core. Now, you see that there the remains on the um, the ancient remains of like artifacts of soul. And then you have the snake bones, you know, like dinosaur bones and things like that. Um, you see them in the tropic zone, but you don't see the dinosaur, you know, I wouldn't say dinosaur bones, but the snake bones of like the early descendants of who, whomever that was on the planet first. There is like a big theory of that 
the people that were on Kepler-22 are the descendants that have left the planet and settled onto Earth. Now, we see that mother and father are reunited. You know, they, you know, they're in the um, atheist um, colony. Um, they think it is like going to be, be super califragilistic, expialidocious, kumbaya. You know, we're all singing and holding hands and playing the guitar, you know, up under the sun, but we can't jump into the waters of the lakes of uh, Kepler-22 without getting scorched to death. Um, they treat them like they are outsiders. And the reason why is because of the trust. Now we see the trust. The trust is a supercomputer. It's pretty much close to a sentient being but not as quite like mother and father. Now, people are trusting the trust because the trust are handing them tasks. They give them a little ball. They give them, uh, tell them, like, they need to go pick fruit and clean up stuff. And I'm just like, so y'all, like, literally just listen to a fucking computer that gives you a ball and it tells you what tasks to do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. I wouldn't even do that shit my damn self. And so, um, right there being said, if you think about, like, both the atheists and the Mithraic, uh, both of them, like, worship something that usually, um, supposedly have the best interest, <coughs> not, you know, for the humans, you have soul that people cannot touch and see and everything because um, they believe soul is this higher spirit, is more higher than God. Um, they find artifacts of soul and little plates of like the sun and things like that. Um, they have found. Uh, one of the temples that was um, inside of a cave, Marcus did, uh, whenever he um, left the um, the other side of Kepler-22, and then he made it over there in the tropic zone. He found that, and that was his refuge. Um, he also frees some of the uh, Mithraic um, POWs that the atheists have, and they're basically you know, workhorses, and they're also, um, bait, um, definitely, you know, if something, there's a problem, whatever, they use them as bait, or use them, you know, they're pretty much expendable, um, they can't see soul or anything else like that, but they, um, firmly, firmly believe that, um, the thing that, like, I, uh, really, I really like starting to not like the um, atheists. Um, I didn't even like this Mizraic um, in the first season. And now I don't like the atheists. And I think that's like a really good thing that we see both sides of how ignorant both of them, their asses are. And it's like, I do appreciate that they do... Um, you know, um, do hold on to a faith that they believe in, um, just like you have the atheists 
that believes in science. That's their faith. And that's wonderful too. I love science and I also love um, faith also. But it's just them just beating a dead horse with each other to see. It's more of like a pissing contest with both of them. And when I um, judge, yes, I fucking judge them. I judged uh, the Mithraic in the first season and judging the atheist in this second season of what's going on. I literally hate both of them. And I think that's where my frustration comes is because they're so egotistical. Both are so egotistical to where they just don't see the bigger picture. It's like, look, you stupid son of a bitches. You have lost the only planet that was created and there for you um, for religious freedom, for whatever you uh, worship and have faith in. Um, you know, even for atheists, you know, for them to believe in science and things like that, in which I, I love the logical part of the atheists. I also love the faith part of the Mithraic, but they're both fucking morons. And I was, and I'm just like, I cannot stand both of y'all because y'all don't even see that you literally have to work together. You're on a hostile planet. Y'all are fuck like Chuck on this planet. It's not like it's they it's it's like they carried the same bullshit with them onto this new planet. And guess what? They're probably gonna destroy this planet like they did Earth. And there's definitely nowhere they can go to to like see if there's like breathable air, or edible, you know, vegetation, um, things like that. They are they are definitely both are like missing the point. I'm in, in this and really um, I would love for somebody and that's the reason why um, I can see where Campion even though he is a native of Kepler 22 <coughs> they you know theory is that it he is the true he is the true one of the whole um, planet he is the whole leader of this planet of where he can see both sides. He can see Mithraic with the soul. And he also can see the atheist point of view. And I think that it's like very beautiful to not only have um, this kid who was actually raised by androids. And so if you think about it, Campion has a lot of empathy and compassion and things like that. What he learned from um, his parents. Um, he also have a very tight-knit bond with Paul, who is a Mithraic and a soul believer. And despite both of their differences and despite how both of their backgrounds and how they're being raised and things like that, um, they are still the best of friends, but I feel that it's sometime in a point that like Paul is definitely either going to turn on 
um, champion because he sees both sides and you have like this one-sided loyalty with both sides of the Mithraic and the atheist and it's like and they just cannot see eye to eye on each other you know and it's basically for them to just shut the fuck up and think about the survival of the continuation of the human race and that is the whole point of both of them missing that that big puzzle piece because they're so wrapped up and intertwined with ego and still bringing their bullshit from earth to like do the same crap on this new hostile planet i mean the the planet can reject them the planet can um have like some kind of crazy ass windstorm or anything else like that they can have some kind of electrical storms they don't know this because their sources and their technology is to the point where it's freaking limited and though they are still both sides are still scared of mother and mother does the best she can but she still feels that she is right because she has uh, been reprogrammed by Campion, which is, you know, like I explained it, the guy who who caught her and reprogrammed her in season one, <coughs> which turned her whole programming to a caregiver and a nurturer. Now, um, this is actually a step up from Mother of Evolving as just only just an android with a you know, a caregiver program to a sentient being. Um, she sees her serpent-ass child, you know, flailing around. They, um, they, um, allegedly accuse the serpent of, like, killing, um, a couple of the atheist, um, colonists that has fell into the, um, waters of the tropic zone. And it wasn't them. You also have another um, part of the show of where it's just not only the serpent running around, which is mother's child. You also have these really gross, nasty creatures. Um, they subquatic. Um, you know, they do live in the acid waters of, you know, in the tropic zone. And they do come out um, whenever you know, they, there's unsuspecting people walking through, and, but see, they really don't know that, and the only two people that actually know that these subquatic, you know, creatures that came out of the acid waters is Campion and an android, which belonged to one of the POWs that, uh, Marcus had freed and became the girlfriend, um, it would it attacked um her daughter her android daughter and campion um killed the creature and he was very distraught because not only he saved a life but he was very distraught because of his um atheist teachings he killed a organic being and so he felt bad about that that i had to kill this creature because i didn't know what it was going to do but it was hurting you know that little android girl 
but the little Andrea girl kept her secret because um, Paul and Campion found the cave where Marcus and the others were hiding. She lied. Um, they were keeping a secret. The trust um, have um, planted a, you know, biological um, bomb inside Mouse. Mouse was like the precious pet of Paul. It's been with him ever since. And the trust was so fucking dirty to use children as a pawn and knowing that they will go to Marcus and warn Marcus like, hey, you know, the atheists are coming. You need to leave. And, you know, we don't want you to get hurt. And and I like feel them. I feel for those kids like that because, you know, that is something. And I feel that like the children have a little bit more sense than the than the adults. I mean, even Campion, because Campion was like, you know, I know how Marcus is, excuse me, I know how Marcus is, but still, um, he, uh, Campion felt that like, you know, his, his still, his life is more precious for the trust and for the atheist to come in and kill Marcus, you know, and also when mother finds out when the um the biological bomb that was left inside mouse it got on the paul now paul is injured he is gravely in danger his life is on the line because he got affected by the by the biological um weapon that was used that was inside the inside mouse and she does she put she gets her eyes like out of marcus Marcus is like, well, I can kill you anyways, blah, 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 because of soul. And she's like, yeah, you think you see your soul, but those are my eyes that is inside your body. <clears throat> so she grabs them out with, with, with magnetism because the eyes are magnetic. And she has, uh, you know, it's like a magnet. She removed them. She put them in. And now she's like fucking hot mad is because... You know, Paul is really in serious danger. He is he is hurting. And she goes in. She dismantles the trust because the trust used those children. She didn't particularly like that. I wouldn't either, you know, to have, like, some big shitty-ass, like, computer giving me motherfucking chores and tasks and bullshit like that and telling me, you know, that, yeah, I used those kids to like flush out Marcus and the others so we can destroy them you know that's not you know like mother was like uh-uh we ain't we not having that she's like I am not for play play and she did she dismantled the trust and though she felt like dismantling the trust and that she was doing something of like saying hey you don't have to go buy a computer you know telling you what to do she's like Actually, I see her point of telling the people to, like, you have the free will, you can think for yourself. You really don't literally just need somebody telling you things, and this is not even a real person. And then, you know, they kind of looked at her strange and wasn't feeling her, because to them, it's like, why would I trust an android who seems very shady and very deceptive? you know, and they felt like, even though she's very powerful when she got her eyes, um, even without her eyes, 
oh, she's still a powerful person, that they felt like, well, you shut the trust down, then you're going to take over and you're going to ruin our lives too. And that's the reason why the people was not feeling her at all. And she was doing her best, but I'm just going to say it like this. It's not going to work because whenever you dismantle something from people, you know, that have actually put their trust into something for a very long time and you take that away from them, they feel like they are powerless. They can't do nothing. Everything is brand new like a baby and they have to relearn. You're going to have people that are going to be upset. They want to start a riot. And guess what? That's basically what's going to be starting up is like a riot because she dismantled the trust. And she thinking to herself, she has so much hope for human beings in that like, yes, she feels that their logic is right up there with hers. But baby, I am so sorry. Human beings do not have that type of logic of what you have as an android. They don't have that, you know, and she does not particularly understand um, that right there. And even if you try to show them a different way or how to be a free thinker or be or be critical of what they need to do and what to do and everything, she was actually, you know, they're not going to take it. You know, she was literally telling them they have the power as a people to move ahead and you think those people are going to do that no they're not because they're still pissed off at her for dismantling the trust and really feeling that it's her alternative motive to like literally take over the atheist and run them over and rule over them when that is not really her intention so yes there's going to be lots of conflicts arising there's going to be a lot more deaths there's going to be a lot more bullshit you know, within this series, um, father has also, you know, felt the need when he found a, um, dismantled, um, android, he's like, you know what, she can create life, I can create life, um, took fuel blood, um, restarted up the android, um, the last we seen, Father opens up the door because he's seen this glowing, shining light. Um, and there was the android that he has um, been feeding fuel blood and rebooting and starting. You know, he's waiting very patiently <coughs> and everything. Now, Father, right now, in the second season, he does not trust Mother. Um, he still has his reservations because Mother has lied to him so many times. Um, he is like, really like, I can't trust her because she has like really let me down. She has did the opposite of what she was going to say, but she's, he, he's more of like, damn, she is becoming more sentient, but I still can't trust her because she is adapting to more of human characteristics i mean you even see mother shedding a tear and um from father's program i have not seen him shed a tear um i have seen him upset but he has not shed a tear um she's just more evolved she had a baby you know she had to tell sue to stop um stop her like 
her milk ducts um, from what she had from leaking and everything because it was an embarrassment to her and she did not want people to know that look this flying ass serpent and everything that's actually my child um she did not want that secret to be out because she knew that they would have they would have killed the serpent but instead they um captured the serpent um it's in captivity but now the serpent also have some <clears throat> some tension um with campion because campion is the first now the serpent is her child that she has birthed and the serpent since that mother and campion you know are you know that's her son you know and everything else and the serpent is like i'm getting jealous you know i might hurt him and she does feel that it could be soon that the serpent may might kill somebody and she's afraid of that but she's trying to do her best to protect um her serpent child in campion and the other children um that was the survivors of the ark um you know from all types of danger but second season has been literally pissing me off i'm so fucking tired of them just beating a dead horse on the soul i'm so sick of marcus's ass um fucking talking about soul this and i fucking hate the part where you know paul is greatly in need of medical attention i mean he can die from this and there's marcus talking about well we just have to pray to soul for to heal him and shit and I was just like, you got to be fucking with me. Serious, dude. This boy came to you to warn you that the atheists were coming to kill you. And and you see in the result of what the trust did, he got hit with the shit. And all you can do is say, well, we can pray to soul. Instead of trying to <coughs> at least somewhat take him back but not get caught to help out Paul he just lays him on a rock and tells a oh, woman must pray to soul I was just like I am so done with Marcus I just want to grab him by his bad shitty fucking mullet and just snap his fucking neck I literally want to snap his fucking neck of what he was doing and Paul life is on the line I'm just like and Paul sit there and love and actually do um care for Marcus because he believes in soul but he hates Sue but whenever they find a cure for Paul and Paul wakes up and see that Sue is the one that saved him um, Paul is not going to be happy about that and really I think Paul um, I'm very very um, sorry that Paul did lose his real parents on earth and that they took over their parents identity and their um, features and stuff but just because Sue does not believe in soul does not make her a bad person 
you know, they are already, like, Sue is already being punished to take something away from Paul, and she really did grow to love Paul, and she always wanted kids and everything, and to her, Paul is, you know, uh, her child, even though she did not birth him. Um, she's already in pain and infliction because of, of what they did on earth to Paul's real parents. Um, Sue is just like at a loss for words. Sue is definitely tired. She's lost. Um, Sue looks like she's about to give up on everything. And I, and to me, like Paul was the only thing that made her happy. Um, she was getting tired of Marcus's sass as anyways, but what left a glimmer of hope for Sue is that it was Paul and, you know, and, and, and she does, she does feel very bad because of that. And I think that Paul needs to understand that, you know, that shit was fucked up, but literally Sue really does care about you. She really care about you. And that, you know, I hope that Paul finds some way, like, later in time to, like, really, you know, forgive Sue. I mean, but then it was real fucked up that how he can forgive Marcus so quickly just like that because he believes in soul. And I feel that, to me, if I was Paul, I would. I would be really pissed off and mad and hate both of them. But I would not choose one of them to like and feel that, you know, one of them is better because they believe in the same religious faith that I do. And I think that right there could be one of those turning points for Campion and Paul down the road and for Campion probably going to tell Paul like look they were both did wrong by you they took away your real parents but I he will tell him I find it very hypocritical of you to to forgive Marcus and you know care for and think he's awesome because he believes in soul because you believe in soul but you can't forgive Sue and you hate Sue because she's still an atheist. <coughs> and I feel that even though Sue is an atheist, she shows like the most compassion. And it's not because she is a woman. It's because that she is, she is, she, she's different from mother. She's different from Marcus. Um, despite that she's still an atheist and she pretended to be a Mithraic to survive off of earth and not be left on earth to perish with the rest. She, she's, she actually learned a lot, but she actually lost a lot also. And like, I don't know what's going to happen to Sue and I, she's one of my favorite characters, um, of the show, and, um, she does show, like, a lot of, um, growth, but she also show a lot of grief, and she's tired of working, she's tired effortlessly of being in 
the um you know in the colony and in a way it's like sue is like i wish we wasn't on this planet and and it's in a way is she's thinking like if i would have stayed on earth i don't think it would have been any better and but though she felt that it was going to be better of her getting on the ark before mother went up and destroyed the um ark and everything which have them the survivors of soul or the mithraic you want to call them you know on kepler 22 um she's probably having second thoughts about a lot of things but she does have like that very genuine love for paul even though paul hates her um because of there was the voices that told paul that you know sue was not his real mother and she did came up with the truth and you know she does felt bad about that she's very very remorseful she literally is remorseful marcus on the other hand is not very remorseful he really isn't and i think it's going to come down boil down to um there's going to be a lot of things um within this season um you know we're going to see more development with mother um uh, we're going to see more of the friendship between campion and paul if it's going to be a make or break for them i feel that father um uh, may have made a mistake of creating or boosting life in this um other android that he found um i feel that there is going to be an attack of these these uh subterranean you know uh creatures that live um in the acid um ocean of the tropic zone um i see a deterioration of both of the mithraic and the um atheist society that they're trying to reestablish on this planet um i there's going to be a lot of whole bunch of whole ass shit on um raised by wolves in the second season but definitely 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 i am so sick of their bullshit it's like like i said it's like beating a dead horse it really is it's beating a dead horse and i wish these motherfuckers by the end of season two just really get their shit together we still want to have some conflict and everything between them but i want more of less of them just trying to outpiss each other when there is like absolutely nothing to outpiss because both of them are fucked like chuck but anyways that is enough of my rant and how i feel about season two of raised by wolves you can catch it on hbo max i am keisha lacy your horror podcast host as we doing raised by wolves with the science fiction part of the show and thank you and enjoy of this podcast right here this special little bonus and this is the random horror show and y'all have a good night